You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to the Travel Bet Podcast for Saturday the 18th of July 2020. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Hey. And Godo. Hello. Still kind of used to saying fucking July at the start of a betting podcast. I know. It's really going to be weird the whole time. Um, yeah, we'll just batter on. We've already just done a podcast, so it'd be fake for us to even care what each other's doing because we all know. And Godo, you're desperate to I, go and pretend you're Andy Murray or something. Aye. I have put on a hat, though, to distinguish. Ah, between the two. Weekend. I've also put on a, a base layer, like, because of our, my, my picks have been so cold the last couple of weeks that... I'm just having to insulate. I, I got my I got my legal game of sevens. Um, that was fucking harsh. Door. <laughs> it, oh, mate, everything. Bits, like, my shoulder's sore, and I only remember really brushing off somebody once. Like, once, and my shoulder's still sore, like, four days later. So I, an old man now, John. I more needs to be done. Like, I need to actually get out and do sprints instead of just, like, going, like, a a two-hour walk and a light 5K and he actually be going sprinting somewhere. You need to accept it and come and join me and Gordon for golf now. <laughs> or you can even just get that stage and just get a membership at the local bowling club. Uh-huh. Oh, we bad bowls. You know what I... Maybe that actually does sound... I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'd never be a golfer. I'm too scared of playing golf. Too many... I've played twice. I've told you this twice. Played twice. Oh, yeah. I've played twice. Yeah. It's, I'm never going for a third time. Third time's a coffin, I think, for me. You can do it when we host the Trample <laughs> Bet Open when we're at our 40,000 well, kind of, um, subscriber. I've, what's the right fucking word? I've compromised. Like, I go and play foot golf. I like foot golf. Yeah. Like, foot golf's fun, but golf just, nah. Nah, I'm also terrible at it. I've no hand eye coordination. Oh, mate. Don't, don't worry. I was ter- terrible at it when I started as well. You just need to keep plugging away. That's fine. Nah, nah. Too little time. I'm just trying to prolong talking about my. My banker, to be honest. Yeah. The sad day. Via the lead versus Barcelona. Goal in the second half. It was 1-0 at half time. And nothing came. And I think that's my first in like 27. It's Ridiculous. You've been, on a, yeah. you've been on a run. Mate, it's that so game was scary. so bad. Like, that was so frustrating. Like it, was, it felt perfectly set up to me. But I guess I'm seeing that Via the lead are just a team that are just so happy not to do anything 1-0 down to Barcelona. Just live to fight in our day and just don't do it. Barcelona had all the ball, never really created much in the second half, to be honest. That was the most frustrating part, but I cannot believe that's it. I feel pure nervous about my bankers now. Well, my banker sailed in. It was Kawasaki Frontale or draw against Kashiba Rizal. 
And uh, Kawasaki won 3-1. They were 3-0 up after about 50 minutes. Um, that was home and hosed. I had obviously, throughout last week's podcast, picked this game in every section. So home win or draw, home win for the value at 7-10, minus one for the outsider at 7-4, halftime, full-time, the alternative charity bet at 13-8. They all came in. Brilliant. So Kawasaki, Frontale. And I mentioned it in the midweek episode. They are playing so well and they are beating good teams. So Kashima Rezal, although newly promoted, were like fifth or sixth in terms of bookies' odds to win the league this year. There's a lot of money behind them. Uh, they've beaten the Tokyo. They beat Tokyo 4 nothing. They are also up at the top end of the market to win the league. And they beat the Kashima Antlers. They rolled over Kashima. And they're also up the top end of the league. They're all, they won the, the Asia Champions League a couple of years ago. So they are playing the best teams in the division and smashing them. You might, so, might want to get on them for a, the season win then. Are you nine to four, which I think is ve- a very good price. That's generous, that. For them to win the J-League. Obviously, a lot can happen and we're only four games in. But I've watched the games as well and they look dangerous. They look solid at the back. Um, they're well organised and they're just very impressive. So, yeah, look, look out for them every week. But I was that was one of my best bankers in terms of it just being so easy and so yeah. in so in excellent and my, my banker was actually the only thing I got last week um, which was UV and uh, UV Atalanta being over 1.5 goals sailed in like it, it was it was we're over 1.5 I think it's 60 minutes and um, yeah or, or, and earlier than that sorry and yeah ended up two each um, which is unfortunate for later on for, for John's uh, part of the chat I think it's was that your charity bet? Or was yeah, that my your... charity bet was both teams to score and no draw and what with a Ronaldo 92nd minute penalty made it 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. So I mean, I'd, I, I thought he ruined the charity, so don't worry about it. I thought the odds of our banker treble this week was a, was a bit poor. Like just because they were all pretty, very odds on shouts. So I did an, an enhanced banker treble where I just took Kawasaki to win. I added a goal on your total, Gordo, <laughs> uh, which, which came in as well. Um, and I added a goal on John, so I needed two second half goals. That just definitely didn't come in. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I went enhanced bankers. Like it, like it. My value last week was Ingolstadt versus Nuremberg. I took Nuremberg because they were 2 0 winning from the first leg. And what 3 0 down going into the last 10 minutes? And they managed to save themselves. They scored in 90 plus 6 or 90 plus 7 to, to stay in the league on away goals. Now, if you're Ingolstadt, you are devastated. I, I can't believe that. It was 2-0 at halftime. They kept 3-0. They were winning. Unbelievable. You've um, well, never responded, by the way. Do you realise what I meant in the group chat? I've started a FIFA career in the German third division. Just signing right. Scottish abroad players only. Nice. Ah, I've is ob- that what you mean? Right. So I've obviously went Karl-Heinz Jena. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. They're actually like winning it. games now. They're setting tops. Really, really, really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my value was Sheffield United versus Chelsea. Uh, I had both teams to score. Sheffield United won 3 0. Chelsea didn't look like scoring. No. So that was. Uh, they'd, done, they'd scored in an X amount of games before that. Sheffield United were too good and too good at the back, really, for them to, to do anything about it. We covered this on the, the midweek episode, but yeah, disappointed with that. I thought it was my bet of the week, really. I was really quite. 
positive about that at, at even money. Um, but yeah, not to be. I thought as well the way the goals went. I thought it was a set. Like, like yeah. I really did think it was coming in just the way the goals were going. I was like, hey, Chelsea, Chelsea are going to score. Yeah. The Sheffield United had been conceding up until very recently. Aye. Um, but wasn't to be God though. So now we can now get on to my happier moment. The only hey, that... hey, hey. What did we miss you about? Out of red diamonds against the Kashima Antlers at massive value. You. Massive value odds of 13 to 8. 1 0 win for the red diamonds. Um, so that's Kashima losing again. So that was more a bet that Uruwa have been pretty solid this year against a team that aren't in form at all. Um, so that was a really nice win in the J League on Sunday for my value pick. 13 8. Wait, we should. Yeah, your value was just was almost the exact same as your outsider, right? <laughs> in odds? Uh, the outsider was 74. So nice. well, one eighth more. <laughs> I was a belter. See, I see you got on your Sheffield United. I know. They killed me. Um, outsiders. Right, so that this, this is the only thing. I'm so gutted because this, this is one of the things I felt really confident about and didn't bet on myself on its own. Like, I took them combined with other things and one of the things was Barcelona game to have a goal in the second half. One out of the away team was what I thought it was going to be. That was what the score was. The home team missed a penalty. The game was fucking awful. I think it was four shots. I, well, see, this is the thing. I've watched... The home team not miss a penalty in like the eighth minute of stoppage time. Yeah. Yeah, it was late. Yeah. Yeah, because Eddie, Eddie Casty put in the chat that he had a draw on that game, but also had both teams to score no draw in the UV game. So it was like his <laughs> coupon, his, his eight-team accumulator was only bust in injury time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they won one now. They were nineteen to ten to win. I was really confident about it. And Berlin NCs are just really, really poor. They do not score enough goals, so they're a team to actually look for when they're playing away from home because they just don't score. Yeah, I had Vigalta Sendai in the J League um, fifteen to eight. Actually, I've got got here in the slip. I've got up. Uh, they drew one all away at Yokohama FC. So decent bet. Missed by missed by one goal. Yeah, it was it was uh, a little unfortunate because I'd actually taken all yours as the, um, and that was the one that let us down. Even though it was technically very close to the value odds as well, so it didn't feel like you were <laughs> like losing or an outsider. I was like, I just lost the second value, um, <laughs> and mine was Pordenone versus Pisa outsider. Uh, I had as a draw, ended up one 0 So yeah, that was unlucky as well. To be fair, well, it was close, but yeah, the charity bet we've already discussed. Mine's was lost. Uh, I had Juventus versus Atalanta. 7-5. Both teams to score no draw. Atalanta were winning 2-1. Grand Tangier time. Ronaldo scored a penalty. Any two each. So that didn't come in. Lazio. I got greedy on those big, big Arsenal odds. Mm. What a goal from Lacazette though. Mate, the, the whole thing. I said this before we started recording. I want to talk. These drink breaks have to fuck off. They're getting used as tactical stoppages. That yeah, time out. Me, me and my mate Isaacs were watching the game, watching the game, and I went, he'll come out, he'll come out at half time. Mourinho will not change his style of play. He will wait till the drinks break and then changes. He changed the whole style of play. They started attacking. Arsenal were fucked from just keeping the ball and moving about the whole game. Arsenal have kind of drifted away at the end of matches, to be honest, recently done it with Leicester as well. Brighton. There's been games with the Sheffield's right away in the FA Cup done the same thing, but they got lucky where they went and scored right after they equalised. 
but it was so obvious that's what Mourinho was doing. They need to keep the drinks break away from the coaches. It should not be a coaching point. It shouldn't be a coaching moment. It's ridiculous that you can get teams in for two and a half minutes and talk to them about the game. It's not what fucking football... It's just... I, sound, I feel like I maybe sound like this old guy, but that's not what football is. Just football so is- next week, next week, Arsenal to lose the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, you, I guess what you're saying, you can bet on like teams to concede between uh, 70 and 90. So you yeah. can bet on those odds. I, I mean, it's just so frustrating that it was so obvious how they were going to do it. That act, teams are you're seeing too much of a swing in games after these stoppages. It shouldn't. Ar- arguably, having the stoppage being two and a half minutes is causing more damage to players. To have players standing still for two and a half minutes every fucking what twenty five minutes. Yeah, it's not helping. That that could be that could be actually a direct cause of injuries. Have fucking bottles at the side of the pitch. Blow a whistle. Tell people to get a drink. Get back on the pitch. It's a hydration. It's not a relaxation. Fucking does my box in, but I did tell you Arsenal won. They're going to win that game. I did. Uh, I, I liked being able to take a break during that to go and get a parcel from my door and come back, and it was still the drinks breaks. So that's good. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm so. See, it's worse because if Arsenal had just inflicted damage to them, it was like I think I said that before. The game was almost the only thing riding in this game was who was going to fucking keep their Amazon Prime subscription. That was it. <laughs> All was happening. Um, and God, you already said Lazio fucked it with Sassuolo. They're on an absolute spiral, right? Yep. Primed for a lasagna bashing. <laughs> well, we'll fly into Scots abroad because it's relevant and I, I now feel more confident saying now the game's over. I was interviewing Nick Ross, who was Inverness Scottish Cup winner, who's over in yep. America in the USL Championship playing for El Paso. And when, before I interviewed him, I asked him about what the testing was like before the games. And he said they didn't know if the game against Rio Grande was going ahead because nine of their players had come down with coronavirus and weren't going to be able to travel. But they didn't know like if it was first team squad or a B squad. We didn't know what level it was. But the odds kind of stayed the same. They were 47 to win the match before the game. I think I've seen a couple of people in the chat who were up watching UFC said that they chimed on when they seen that I'd put that up. They won one nil late on. So I was quite happy that, that kind of, I put that out and people seen it. I think it was three or four. I think Davey got him on a goal. Um, but yeah, so I was quite happy that happened. So like I said, on the Scots abroad, Nick Ross played that 90 minutes. El Paso 1-1-0. Liam Henderson, Empoli beat Frozenoni 2-0 to go into the playoff basis. But they lost 1-0 last night to Ascoli, but he missed the game through suspension. Fraser Hornby made his debut for Stade de Rheim in a friendly. He scored after 13 minutes. They won 3-1 in a friendly. Fiona Brown, who we interviewed, has finally returned to football. After 10 months. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's really good to see that. Back playing against our old side, actually. They lost 2-1. But it's good just having people back for us to cover. Ollie Burke has played the last two games for Alves. He's actually looking quite good for them, although they don't look very potent themselves. Like They're a pretty dismal team to watch. But he's actually been playing wide for them, uh, wide left. It actually looks quite interesting. He fucking tore Carver Hall and Verana apart at one point in the Madrid game. He lost 2-0. Um, they are four points above relegation now, so there's like six teams that can get relegated in La Liga. Alaves and Oli Burke are one of them. Rachel Corsi's played two games since, have lost 1-0 twice, but they're into the quarterfinals of the USL Women's Championship. Liam Henderson's still in the playoffs. Fraser Hornby's going the preseason tour. And he scored. Uh, yep. So, Scots Abroad is looking up. Um, God, I think you've taken against one of the Scots Abroad coming up this weekend as the A-League is back. 
and Ziggy Gordon. So we'll just batter into this week's picks. My banker, my banker's now, everyone will have access to this. It's actually the same banker from the Extra podcast. I'm going Blackburn v Redding, go in the second half. I've chosen Blackburn v Millwall, go in the second half in the midweek episode. Blackburn have scored. There's been a goal in all Blackburn second halves since they've returned. Redding, since returning, average a goal in the second half of games. So they have had some uh, no scoring second halves, but there's been other games where they've scored too. But I really fancy a goal in the second half. It's getting to the point in the season where teams either are openly because they've got nothing to play for or there are teams battling relegation, but people have stuff to fight for. Um, there will be goals. Blackburn v Redden, a goal in the second half, and that is at odds of 3-10. to 10. So a pretty, a pretty good hey, value. That's a big old banker. Are you there, John? Is it you trying to make up for last week? Is that? Yeah, that's it. I try to give people some value. Yeah, that's a big odds banker. <laughs> back in the back in the J League. Um, uh, so this game's Saturday, ten a.m. I'm just going straight up on the Kawasaki Frontier Express just now. They're away at Yokohama. Um, so that's Yokohama FC, newly promoted. Uh, so Kawasaki obviously won last weekend against the other newly promoted team, uh, Kashiwa Rezal. They've now got 10 points from four fixtures, scored nine times, conceded only twice. Um, Yokohama have been all right. They've got five points, but their only win also came against a newly promoted side. So it's not like they've accumulated these five points in any sort of spectacular manner. Uh, Kawasaki will be just too good for them. Um, The straight up win, uh, the away win is four to seven. Um, nice. And I'm confident enough, even at that pretty big price, that that's a banker bet right there. Yeah, I like that. Good man. Uh, I am in the A League for mine. Uh, I am the. I am taking against. Unfortunately, I like Ziggy Gordon a lot. His podcast was great, <laughs> but uh, I fancy Perth to beat Central Coast Mariners. Central Coast Mariners have lost their nine away last nine away games. Um, Perth haven't been fantastic at home, but they've got enough to get past the Mariners. Interestingly enough, this was the last team that the Mariners actually beat away from home. It was the, yeah. the two-one game at the start of the season where they, yep. they were picking up points. It's not the same. They're not have the same belief in this. I looked at actually taking over one point five, but it was minuscule. It was like one to eight. These these teams, Central Coast Mariners, concede a lot of goals and don't score often. Um, four to eleven. Yeah, to win that. Yeah, I'm on your side with this one. I can't yeah. see anything at all in a pair. I'm really sorry, Ziggy. If if you are listening currently, <laughs> you know, apologies. <laughs> apologies. Same as my last bet, my value is the same team involved as the midweek episode. It's Hull versus Luton on Saturday. These two teams are in the relegation zone. What a game that's going to be. It's huge. Absolutely huge. I've already said in the midweek episode, I think Luton will be one of the teams that stay up. So you've got Charlton, Huddersfield, Hull are all down there. Just Barnsley. Barnsley as well, yep. People sliding, that's what I said. Up to QPR can actually still technically go down. But Hull versus Luton, I'm taking both teams to score at 7-10. I've already said 61% of Luton's games this season have had both teams to score. So 3-5, and five, that's a lot. Four of Hull's six games since returning have had both teams to score. Just the way this game has to be, it'll be the, it won't be a tight game. I think both teams will go to win because they know it's, it's their only chance. They need three points now. Um, even the, It doesn't even matter how the results go midweek. They need to go for it. 
I actually think Luton will win this game 2-1. Two, two I think Luton will win this game, but I really do think both teams will score. So that's my value, 7-10. to 10, Both teams to score, Hull versus Luton on Saturday at 3pm. So, no surprise, J-League again, Saturday, 10am, Kashima Antlers versus Yokohama F Marinos. So the Antlers, maybe surprisingly, are winless this season. Not just winless, drawless as well. They've lost all their games, um, zero points. Lossful. Scoring once, conceding eight times. (laughs) You found every way to say that, Andy, that was brilliant. Yeah, that's it. Not a good record here. Um... It's still early in the season, so I don't know if this constitutes a rut yet, but it's not a good time to be playing the team that won the league last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, regardless of how Yokohama have started, I mean, they'll look at themselves and think they've started poorly. Um, they've only got four points. Five goals scored, seven conceded. So, so bang average, basically. But they're playing a team that are in serious danger if they don't start doing something soon and getting points on the board. That people will look at them and wonder what's going on um, so you can get Yokohama F Marinos away at the Antlers at 6-4 to four, which I think is big for last year's league winners against a team that have only scored once this season and have lost all their matches so in terms of value I think the value is the away from home team the Yokohama F Marinos like it and I I'm, feel very confident following Andy in Japanese football yeah, just now. I'm, I've got I'm no, no questions about it, it just it, it is like if Andy's on it in Japan that's fine. I mean, the Antlers are good and they are going to win eventually. Like, you know that way you're, they're too good for this to continue? Yeah. But while they're on this, while they're on this role, keep backing against them because you're getting artificially high odds on the other team. Yeah, especially winning the league last year. Yeah. I am in Spanish Division 2. I am, this, the game I have looked at is Ponferradina versus Almeria. Ponferradina are not very good. Bonfredina have lost the last five games they've played, having scored two goals and conceded 10. Oh, sorry, scored one goal and conceded 10. They've lost the last five games on the spin. Almeria have been okay away. F- Almeria have been okay in the last five games. They beat Real Vallecano. They lost to Girona, who are pretty good. They lost 2 1 to Tenerife, who are the form team in that league. They beat Sport and Gijon, and they drew with uh, Mirandes. So they've been uh, they've been pretty good um, overall. They've not I mean not fantastic. They're away results. You know they beat Zaragoza since the <laughs> lockdown came back on as well, and they beat Al Pacetti. What are you laughing at here? Can I just see? I Is love it. it. Sporting heehaws. <laughs> like, they, they yet you say sporting with a glottal stop and no G on the end. The most Scottish pronunciation of sporting, and yet you go full on for the heehaws. He Hong's just good to say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and the last three times these two teams have played, it has been um, positive results for Almeria and all of them. So it's a, the, the most recent one they played in uh, was 3-1. Uh, that was in 2016, the last time they played. I think this streak is a good one to be backing against. And you're getting Almeria at 3-2. to two. Now, both teams need points, but for different reasons. Ponferradina are um, 48 points. The relegation zone ends at 46. So they need points. Almeria are third and are chasing the automatic promotion place just behind Huesca and Cadiz. Um, Huesca are one point ahead of them. So they've both got reasons to win this game, but I'd be much more comfortable taking the away team at 3-2 to two than the home team than less than even money. So 3-2, yeah. value Almeria. Now, I'm breaking all the advice I gave to Andy, kind of, right? 
Arsenal versus Man City, Saturday night at 7.45, the FA Cup semi-final. Man City are clear favourites for obvious reasons. They're awesome. Arsenal are shite. The defence is shocking, right? However, I think Arteta's knowledge of Man City, because see for the first half hour, although it was the first game back, the first half hour of the league match, before um, fucking Mari went off and David Luiz came on and decided that he couldn't be asked playing. Yeah. Arsenal were alright. Arsenal were alright. Like they, they looked more dangerous on the counter than Man City did look in possession. However, I don't fancy Arsenal to win. The draw, so 90 minutes draw, because it will go into extra time if that's the case. 90 minutes draw is 9-2. I really like that. I think this will be a draw. But on the off chance you want to protect against an Arsenal massive shock. You're still getting like 12 to 5 for the double chance Arsenal mm. not to lose. I think it'll be a draw, but I really like the double chance is still really good odds. So either one of those, but I'm going the draw at 9 to 2. I think it'll be a draw at 90 minutes. Actually, somehow I've just got blind faith that Arsenal... It's probably because in my lifetime Arsenal have won the FA Cup five times. So I just, for some reason, in the last time they were in a semi-final against Man City in the FA Cup, they beat them 2-1 against all odds as well. So I don't know if there's just something in me that just thinks Arsenal are going to do something different and nick this game. But I do think it'll be a draw at 90. I don't know what will happen thereafter. But draw, Arsenal-Man City, FA Cup semi-final, 90 minutes, 9-2. Like um, J-League again, Saturday, 11am. Uh, FC Tokyo versus the Urava Red Diamonds. So both these teams right at the top of the table just now. Urawa second place on 10 points. Tokyo fourth, only one point behind. I like Urawa's chances here as a 12-5 to underdog. Tokyo came up against a very good Kawasaki Frontale, their last home game out, and get smashed for nothing. So they can get turned over by other teams that are good. Whereas I think Tokyo this season will be a solid bet in most games to win against teams that are below them. I think other teams that can show a bit of quality well posed in problems um, and odds of 12 to 5 I think are quite good for an Urua side that has started pretty well obviously it's an outsider bet I'm not expecting this to come in all the time but for getting 2.5 to 1 I'll take the Red Diamonds I like it uh, having faith in you in Japan is all I can say it's it's nice to be on a league that's not ending as well because I'd, I'd started to yeah. look a little bit of like the Norwegian league, the Swedish league and stuff like that. And like, maybe I could pick that, but I don't like, I don't know well enough yet. And there's not been enough games to really wire into that as much, but total faith in yen Japan, making lots of yen. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my outsider is Cremency versus Perugia. Away, 23-10 you're getting for Cremency here. Um, away, the away, away team have taken... Um, 10 points from the last five games. The home team have taken two. So they're, they're not in great shakes here. They are the least good team in the, span, in the Italian um, second division. Now, the Italian second division has four games to go, and both of these teams need all four of their games to be good. However, the only team I think that can actually do that out of these two is Cremonese. I keep saying it wrong. It's not Cremonese, it's Cremonese. Um, They've actually been pretty good away from home since they came back. They took points off Ascoli, who we've covered that are not that great. They beat Livorno, and then they drew with some of the teams further up. They also beat Frozenone. Perugia have been really, really poor. They've been losing to teams 
that, that didn't really need to win at the time. Um, and I think they're on, on the slide. Uh, Creme and AC have started to pull themselves out of the relegation zone. Now, if you look at them, there's 43 points and 41 points. And we've covered the Italian second division is stupidly close the whole time. However, I think at 23 to 10 to get a team who are on form versus a home team who are not on form, I think that's quite a big price. Both teams need to win. I'd rather be on the side of the guys who've won some games already. I'm a fan of this one, Gordo. Looking at the, the results Kevin AC have got against teams that are actually better at home as yeah. well than Perugia are. Perugia just looked at like they're sliding into that. Um, I don't even know what the structure is. Serie C1, I don't know what would be below that or if it's split north-south. I don't know what they do, but they, they're sliding out of that division. They just look terrible right now. Now would be a good time for me just to briefly mention this. So because you're talking about leagues and how regional leagues work. In Germany, uh, you get obviously Bundesliga, Bundesliga is via the Dritte Liga and then five regional leagues, four of which all voted to end their season, as is similar to what they did in Scotland, with the exception of the largest one, the Regionale Bayern, that voted to postpone their season, right? So they are, they are playing their season to a conclusion next year and having no league for 2021. But <laughs> they still need to promote someone now. So right. they're promoting the team that are top and cancelling all their games as if they never existed in the league. To play That's the awesome. rest of the league, to play the rest of the league next year with them in a division above. And then they'll promote the winner of that as champions of the 2021 league. Eh, no, the 1920 league. <laughs> so did, two did, teams will go the up SFA for this involved year. in this <laughs> one now and then there'll be no league next absolutely mad that is insane so, yeah. that's an insane way to end anything so there you go that's what that's what they're doing in the region Bayern and I just found it so interesting that when you mentioned how lower leagues are, are made up and what that's they're doing that's, 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 the oh, that's mental just in time for the charity bets yes <laughs> yeah Charity bet, £10 of real money on a treble. If it comes in, profit's got to beat some cancer trust. If it doesn't, the tenor goes anyway. My charity pick is in the English Championship. It's something I've went to recently. It's because, see, because I know it's coming to an end and I know what teams have actually got to play for now, I feel like there's some investment in it to go with. Stoke versus Brentford. Stoke got a brilliant result in the last game out, which I think's pretty much kept them safe. Brentford are still chasing Leeds and West Brom for one of those automatic promotion spots and they will still have a chance to get them even though what matter happens this midweek no matter what happens they've still got a chance Brentford will win this game away at Stoke they've won every game since returning they also beat Arsenal 3-2 in a friendly before they returned so they've won 7 out of 7 since coming back they look phenomenal man they're just brushing teams aside the only thing that will stop them getting automatic promotion is the fact that Leeds and West Brom are just rolling as well They're just so good, man. Um, but I do think they'll do their job against Stoke. I think Stoke are limited. Like, they looked good against Leeds, literally up until the point they gave away that penalty in the 44th minute, and then just capitulated. They got pumped off Wigan, It's just, and then pumped Barnsley. There's no real consistency. The first goal will nail it. I think Brentford will get it. They'll come out of traps early, like they have done in all their games so far, and they'll run away with the game. Stoke don't. I don't think Stoke can get any play for because I don't think they can get relegated now. I think that Michael O'Neill's taking them safe enough whereby other teams will take points off each other. You're getting four to five for Brentford in the away win. I really, really like those odds. I don't think any other league in the world you would get that type of discrepancy in odds for an away team that are in such good form against a yeah. 
team that have been That's a great pick. Why is that not in? Why is that not in as your value pick? That just seems so good. Because I wanted a good charity. Because we all fucked up last. I, yeah. Well, one one fuck up is as good as everyone. I always like it when the charity goes nil for three. Yeah. But it's much more. It's easier to take than two for three. So, um, I, to be honest, I've thought exactly the same, John. Um, so I've gone slightly lower odds. My charities the last few weeks have been quite big odds, nearing two to one. Uh, that I've hit most of, but uh, this one I just want in. Saturday, 11am, J-League again. Vissel Kobe against Shimizu S-Pulse. Uh, so Shimizu are the other team in the league that are on zero points so far, although they're nowhere near as good as Kashima, or no one thought they'd be near, nowhere near as good as Kashima. Scored three times, conceded nine. Uh, Kobe are a good team. They perhaps haven't shown it yet. They've only got five points from their four games, but they've got Anders Iniesta in the middle of that pitch in the midfield controlling everything creating plenty of chances it's only a matter of time before they're going to give somebody an absolute doing right? not not just a, a win but they're going to give someone a battery and it might be this game um, against a very poor Shimizu team so for the purpose of the charity bet I'll just take Vissel Kobe for a home win at odds of 4-7 to seven. Cool Yeah I'm on board with that one I really like that pick Start doing half time full times or handicaps this is potentially one to look at. But for the charity bet, a one in the box, home win for Kobe. Yeah, I've, I've went with along the same lines. My charities have been very, very poor the last couple of weeks. I have four weeks. Um, I have two weeks doing it properly. Uh, four weeks being a main contributor to a doing. Um, why, why do you love cancer so much, God? I, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of these things, John. That's it. I'm trying. I'm out here representing. Um, incidentally, has anyone ever seen the tweet where that's the the top of it is an article? It's like John Cena obviously does a lot of things uh, with like kids with cancer and does the Make a Wish thing, and it's just the start of the article is clearly John Cena gives child cancer. <laughs> And it was like, obviously it crops after that to like... Answer wars, presents yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> obviously it's like, that's the fucking worst gift you can give anyone. Um, but yeah, so in the interest of getting a charity bet in, I am going along with one of my midweek picks and rolling it into the weekend. It's Atalanta versus Verona, two teams who are on very, very good form. Now, Verona's last five games have been a 2-2 draw with Inter. They beat Parma 3-2. They lost to Napoli. But they beat, they beat um, Caligari 2-1 and they beat Juventus 2-1. Very good team. You know, they're doing, they're, they're, they're excellent when they play at home and they have scored in four out of those five games. Atalanta away are insane. Like, they were very, very unfortunate to draw that game with Juventus. They've beaten everyone before that they've come up against with the exception of Fiorentina in January. Um, that includes a 7-2 win against those milk boys, Lecce. They've beaten Valencia. They beat Udinese. They beat Caligari as well. I think both teams to score in this game is an absolute lock, and it's 6-11. I'm happy to put it in as my charity bet to not fund cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that pick a lot. I also think it will be both teams to score in Atlanta winning. I think that's you're probably right, but I don't want to end up with a draw in there and have Aye. some teams to score and not yeah, get it. Two all draw or something, yeah. yeah. Totally. Do you know what was, do you know what I think mental? See, because Liam Henderson left Verona and went out on loan, I just paid no attention to Verona except the first few games when they were struggling. And then when I, when I seen your pick, that's the first time I've looked at that league and went, they're fucking seventh in the league. Yeah, and so Liam Henderson's Henderson like comfortably gone back to a Serie A side. Yeah. 
Um, and, and, and having done well at Empoli, you'd like to see him get back into that team. But yeah. But they look like a team that needs a defensive midfielder because they're yeah. losing a fucking shitload of goals. Right. But I so six to eleven for me. So that's all our picks. Guys, go search out the Facebook group, um, Trample Bet Podcast. That's where most interactions happening. There is loads of interaction. Go there. You'll eventually see everything. That's where the podcast will be shared. The website links will be there. Other podcasts that are coming out will be there. The Patreon subscriptions will be there. Everything's in the Facebook group. And everything's also on our website, which is fucking excellent. www.tramplebet.com. Go there. You'll find all the stuff, all the archive podcasts as well, and links to Patreon, Facebook group, Twitter, etc. Can I give a shout out on the, the Facebook group there to Peter Glover for his tip last night? Of um, Sakhar Zola anytime at ten to three, yeah. absolute stormer. So absolute Peter, stormer. Peter, uh, Peter Glover, and um, I think it was also um, Michael Stokes who had another really good pick in the rugby. Um, in the rugby, in, in the rugby, brilliant as well. Um, I think it was what was it? The I'm trying to find it because he's posted one for this week, and we're obviously recording this on. Um, <laughs> Tuesday, so like I'm, I'm I'm looking at his pick for this week as well. But there's been some brilliant stuff shared in there, like some absolutely excellent stuff. So if you're contributing, please, please share with your pals. Like I'm guaranteed, yeah, let's, winners let's just as much membership. as you. Share the group, get more, get more voices in there. Let's get more people listening to the podcast because there's Aye. good stuff. And when you see this episode shared on Facebook, please send a retweet. Send it on to your pals. This isn't a private, this isn't a, a secret. We want more people to listen. We want more people interacting in all aspects and sharing this out. Um, that is the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.